gorgeous. This is Way, the Who Am I podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you supporting me and listening to my story. Uh, if this is your first time, I highly suggest going and checking out my intro episode. It'll tell you what this podcast is all about and starting from chapter one because we're in chapter nine right now and oh my God, I've covered a lot. I'm so excited because the next two podcasts are going to be huge. They're going to be, uh, I'm going to have a full one on the podcasts that have changed my life and the books that have changed my life and kind of give you a recap of everything that I learned from them. So I'm really excited about that. Um, just a little recap of the last episode I talked about, um, in the great con, I talked about how my dad is an asshole (laughs) essentially, and that I figured out that he is definitely a narcissist, probably sociopathic and yeah, yeah, like how it was growing up with a dad like that and it sucked. And I thought that it was my fault that he didn't love me. And I never really, I guess I never really understood that I wasn't getting love from him. I just didn't understand why I felt the way I did and why he didn't seem to care about me. And that sucked. So after figuring that out about my dad, when I came to that revelation and the fact that my relationship wasn't going that well, I decided, holy shit, I think I need a therapist. So I, I think it was like a year after I moved to Tulsa. Um, I had an experience happen to me and I don't really feel like talking about it right now, but it was pretty bad and it kind of threw me for a loop and, um, I ended up partying a ton and just trying to drown away my pain, um, by going out and, you know, just stuffing it down and trying to forget about it. But I tried to go to a therapist, um, around this time because I was really having difficulties. And so, I, you know, I made the appointment and that was like really hard because, you know, the, there's this, um, stigma, I guess, around therapy that it's bad or there's something wrong with you or people are like, oh, you're in therapy. And thankfully it's not that way now, but Um, so that was a big first step. And then I go and I see the lady and I sit on her couch and I'm talking to her and I'm telling her everything that happened. And she looks at me and she's like, well, sounds like you're handling this just fine. And I was like, it was such, it was sucked. It was such like a punch in the gut because I was like, no, if you only knew how hard it was for me to be here and how hard it was for me to tell you what happened to me, like I'm not okay. And I may act like I'm okay on the outside, but I'm not okay on the inside and I'm looking for help. And you're like, yeah, you're just fine. So that was definitely a bad experience. And, you know, I'm sure that finding a therapist is like dating because, you're not going to connect with everyone and that's fine. And I would suggest if you, you know, meet with someone who you don't feel like you connect with, um, keep trying because there's other people out there. So on July 24th, 2018, I had my first meeting with Jen and same sort of thing. You know, I had this previous experience in the back of my mind, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to go out in with an open mind and hopefully this lady can help me. And I really liked her because, um, my insurance covered 
therapy, thank God, um, because I wouldn't have gone before, to be quite honest. But I only had like five women to choose from. And Jen was the only one that had a really great um, bio on psychology today. She had a great um, new client um, consultation. She had me fill out a form. And as I was filling out the form, I, I think it was something like, why do you feel like you need therapy or whatever? And so I like started listing out these bullet points like, A, my dad is a sociopath. B, my relationship isn't going well. C, I don't think I love myself. Uh, I don't know what else I put, but I was like, and then at the end of all the bullet points, I was like, holy shit, I guess I needed a lot more help than I thought. So I get there and I sit on her couch and she was like, I instantly felt safe and connected and heard. And so I'm just, I didn't know what to do. So I, you know, pleasantries were said. And then I think I was just like, okay, well, and I just like word vomited everywhere and just told her everything. And I started crying and I had a panic attack and I couldn't breathe. And she just was so sweet and I didn't feel judged and I felt like it was okay to be myself and I think that was the main thing that I felt heard for the first time in a long time and I felt safe and I felt like she could help me and so I get home from therapy and and Dan knew that I was going to see someone and that was really hard to be honest because I had decided that I needed to see someone and I finally made the appointment and then I brought it up to him and I was like you know I think I need a therapist and I'm gonna go and he was very supportive and the day he like texted me right when I was supposed to go in and I hope you have a good session or something like that and that really made me feel really good because he was paying attention and you know he knew um he remembered and so that was awesome and so I get home and uh, I felt so great. At, like I left that therapy session feeling on top of the world because I had someone on my side and I knew that she could help me. And so I get home and I guess I didn't wipe all my mascara off. And he looks at me and he was like, um, have you been crying? And I was like, yes. And he wiped my face and gave me a big hug. And he was really sweet in that moment. So I really appreciate that let's see my birthday was August 4th and we had a birthday trip and we went camping and it sucked like it was so hot way too hot to be camping uh in August in Texas so it was you know one of those things where birthdays have always been really weird for me and um Dan like the previous year he had got me a, a lot of presents and I felt it was like the best birthday ever and then then the that year in 2018 it was like he seemed kind of annoyed and had these overwhelming feelings of like this is the last birthday I'm going to spend with him and I just felt this weight of like the relationship is over and I don't know what to do and like I don't know what's wrong with me and all these like really bad feelings and I remember going to sleep and silently crying um my eyes out and during the day, Dan had asked what was wrong, and I just I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And in and in hindsight, I think I wrote him a letter. I'm a huge letter writer, and so I've written him so many letters to like explain my feelings. And I think I remember telling him like, I'm so sorry because in that moment, all I really wanted was to be hugged and to be held, and I didn't ask for that, you know. And I just wanted him to know that that's what I wanted. 
Um, I think, I think a lot of us do that and no one is a mind reader. So you got to express what you're feeling and express what you need. So that was just, you know, all these feelings. And then we get back and we go back into the, to the cycle. And, um, I think, uh, I think this was the first book that Jen recommended to me, but on August 22nd, I downloaded Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment by Amir Levine. And that was the first like personal development book that I read. And holy crap. I'm so happy that I started with that book because it made me realize that I have attachment issues because of how I was raised and that's why I have problems being in a relationship. So I want to share these because I feel like this was something that really got like this was the thing that got me into exploring who I am and why I act the way that I do and sometimes we think like what the fuck is wrong with me like why do I act this way why do I feel I've always felt like emotional me and logical me are at war with each other and emotional me goes crazy sometimes and logical me knows that it's not true or the thoughts I'm thinking aren't real or whatever but emotional me just gets so out of whack and I just I haven't known how to deal with it and so essentially the attached theory is that there are two buckets there's or there's four buckets I guess um there's secure avoidant anxious and then there's some other one that I didn't really connect with so I didn't really read much about but the book talks all about it and there's a test that you can take online um I'll link it in the show notes but um it made me feel really good because when you read the book and Jen kind of um warned me about this the book kind of makes it or it can make it seem like there's no hope for you. (laughs) Like if you're avoidant, you're always going to be that way. Or if you're anxious, you're always going to be that way. And that you should strive to be more secure, but it doesn't really tell you how. And taking this test made me realize, because I was like 50% secure and then 40% anxious. And like it, it, I feel like everyone's a combination of all of these things. You're not just locked into one bucket and you can 100% change. I've been leaning towards more secure lately or striving to be more secure as I feel like we all should or want to at least. But um, I found this uh, I found this description on a website. I'll also link it in the notes because it's got a little bit more information, but it says that if you're the secure attachment style, you are comfortable in a warm, loving, and emotionally close relationship. You depend on your partner and allows partner to depend on them, is available for partner in times of need, accepts partner's need for separate without feeling rejected or threatened can be close and also independent dependent and independent trusting empathetic tolerant of differences and forgiving communicates emotions and needs honestly and openly attuned to partners needs and responds appropriately does not avoid conflict manages emotions well not overly upset about relationship issues insight resolve and forgiveness about past relationship issues and hurts avoidant emotionally distant and rejecting in intimate relationships keep partner keeps partner at arm's length partner always wants more closeness deactivates attachment needs feelings and behaviors equates intimacy with loss of independence 
not able to depend on partner or allow partner to lean on them. Independence is a priority. Communication is intellectual, not comfortable talking about emotions, avoids conflict, then explodes. Cool, controlled, stoic, compulsively self-sufficient, narrow emotional range, prefers to be alone, good in a crisis, non-emotional, takes charge. And then you have anxious, which hello, that is, was me and I'm aware of these things and I'm working on them but to be honest sometimes they still fly up or uh, they still come up (laughs) and sometimes I just have to say to myself Lindsay you're being anxious whenever I would have whenever I was dealing with these feelings very strongly I think I guess this was the first time that I actually started paying attention to my thoughts and I would realize like Lindsay, like I remember one time, okay, I can't get off track. Hold on. Um, so anxious is insecure in intimate relationships, constantly worried about rejection and abandonment, preoccupied with relationship, hyperactivates attachment needs and behavior. Needy requires ongoing reassurance, wants to merge with partner, which scares partner away, ruminates about unresolved past issues of family origin, which intrudes into present relationships. In parentheses, it says fear, hurt, anger, anger, rejection. Overly sensitive to partner's actions and moods. Takes partner's behavior too personally. Highly emotional. Can be argumentative, combative, angry, and controlling. Poor personal boundaries. Communication is not collaborative. Unaware of own responsibility and relationship issues. Blames others. Unpredictable and moody. Connects through conflict. Stirs the pot. So anxious, the anxious persona really embodies who I have been and what I've struggled with in relationships. I've always been insecure. I've con- I constantly or used to constantly worry about rejection and abandonment. I was always super obsessed with the relationship. I was needy, definitely required reassurance. Like, do you think I'm pretty? Do you like me? Are you going to stay? Um, definitely always want to merge with partner, um, ruminates about everything, overly sensitive to partner. Um, I remember there was one time I was I was learning this and I was at the shop and Dan was really frustrated with something and old me would have been like oh my god why are you mad at me blah 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 and like I would have taken I feel people's emotions especially anger um really heavily and so I always think it's me my fault and um I remember specifically that day instead of like old me was trying to show up like oh my god why is he mad at me blah blah blah. and then I was like no Lindsay he's just having a bad day like just give him some room just like go about your day don't let it ruin your attitude and just leave and he's fine and I remember feeling so proud of myself in that moment because I was consciously aware that I was having an anxious moment and I changed it and it was awesome so learning this was so pivotal in my um, personal development journey and my relationship because I started realizing all these things and how I was being selfish in the relationship even though I thought I was giving everything to my partner I wasn't and so around this time I started trying to figure out how I could fix quote-unquote the relationship and hello Google I started googling everything <laughs> I got into astrology which I think is really interesting there's this app called CoStar and I downloaded it 
and I knew Dan would never download it and uh, make a profile. So I paid $3 to add him to the account and uh, put him in there. And our birth chart was real, like our compatibility is really interesting because we're like, and I, I had been saying this to friends and my sister um, for a long time. It was like, everything is like, we get along really well. We communicate well. Like everything seems to be really good, except our love languages aren't aligned and are like the way we fight and the way like we express anger aren't aligned. So it turns out that according to astrology, our Mars and Venus are, are like a black area. It's it either goes happy face, like neutral face and sad face. And in those two things, it's sad face. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting because I'm a cancer in my love sign or whatever. And he's an Aries. And so my cancerness comes out and I hate that part of myself because it's so emotional. And it's like, I want to be at the fiery. I'm a Leo sun and Aries moon and a Sagittarius rising. So I'm super fiery within my chart. But then I've got this love part of the love sign of me is like super well, like crap, like I want to like, blah, like just very emotional and goes against who I've been. So I guess I've been angry at that part of myself. But um, so anyways, I got into astrology and birth charts and then articles on compatibility compatibility and how to make someone fall in love with you like all of these stupid things and I guess they're not stupid but interesting and love languages I found out my love language and I assumed that Dan was the same love language as me which is words of affirmation so I was giving him a ton of words and wasn't really receiving anything back and then um and then I realized that I think he's more acts of service and I wasn't doing that for him. And I remember the first time I realized like, oh my God, I'm not giving him love in the way that he needs it or wants it. And so I started switching things up and trying to do things, more things for him. And all, all of, I was doing all of this without even telling him what I was doing. So I'm sure that was probably weird because I just started doing random things like, um, he cooks all the time. And so one or two weeks I tried to take over cooking and, um, I felt so pressured because he's such a great cook and I would cook things. And I remember one time I had this plan and I was cooking, but I was so stressed out because of work or something, but I had to get dinner made. And I think I started crying in the kitchen he comes up and he's like, I didn't ask you to do this. Like, what do you, what are you, do you need help? And I was like, yeah, it's cooking. It's so hard. <laughs> and so I think he felt good because I, he was like, thank you. That's what I like. I don't mind cooking, but I need, I, I need that, um, I guess affirmation that it's hard and that, you know, he does a lot for me and I really appreciate it, but I didn't appreciate it to that extent you know you don't really appreciate anything until you go through it so um I started doing all of these things and originally I went to Jen to work through issues with my dad but then I ended up getting more into my relationship and myself instead and I was googling everything and I was running what I call quote-unquote experiments on Dan by like you know doing more astrology things to to like play into that or, um, doing the acts of service or just kind of trying different things and tr like trying to figure out how to make our relationship better. But like I said, all the while I didn't let him know. So that was probably not the best thing to do, but then I started realizing that I have no idea how to be in a relationship. And, you know, uh, to be fair, I didn't see, 
I didn't see a good relationship growing up. Like growing up, my parents were the epitome of what not to do. I never wanted to be like them. And, but I didn't have a good influence. Like I remember my friends, parents, they didn't really seem to have the best relationship. And then, um, I don't really think I ever really had any good examples and then I would like watch movies all the time and TV shows and I guess try to figure out obviously that's not true but I would try to like figure out things from that and I am so like naive when it comes to a lot of things and I'm 34 and I'm still working on them and so that has been really rough and um I would have like some, for some reason when I'm washing the dishes I get really in my head and there was a couple times I had some anxiety attacks and what I call anxious uh, storms where I would just get so caught up in like negative thoughts and I do everything around the house and he's not helping he doesn't love me like blah 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 like super selfish and then I was like whoa 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 where is this coming from and I would start um, like really just becoming conscious of my thoughts and starting to question how I was thinking. And it's so weird when you do that because you're like, holy shit, why have I been thinking this way all of a lot, all along? And then you start really like really thinking about what you're thinking about. And you're like, wait, but why this doesn't make any sense? Why are you doing this? And I guess that's probably what I felt like all my life, but I never dug deep enough to really figure it out. So, um, yeah, I just realized that I wasn't communicating and I felt so sad a lot of the times because I've, I've realized how selfish I've been throughout my life and not just with relationships, but with friends and, um, you know, it's, it's made me very sad and, but also on the flip side of that, it's made me really happy because I'm finally figuring myself out. Um, so there were, man, I mean, that whole year I've been constantly trying to figure out things to do. And, um, after a few months, it seemed like it would just be ups and downs. Like some things would work and the relationship would feel more secure, but then other times it wouldn't. And it was just this back and forth. And I started writing a lot of letters and kind of explaining my feelings. And then I would write a letter and he would read it and he would say that he appreciated it, but then we would never talk about it. And it just, it felt so good to get those feelings out there. But then if I felt really hurt that I wasn't getting a response and there was, one letter that I wrote to him and this kind of explains I guess a little bit of it um, I was so afraid to talk about my feelings and I think it was because I was afraid to show him the real me because I thought that he would leave me and um, at one point I don't remember when I wrote him this um, it gives me paralyzing anxiety thinking about opening up to you but on the other hand I want nothing more than to open up to you I was having a panic panic attack washing dishes the other day I have overwhelming thoughts of you leaving me I was being negative in my head but trying to acknowledge that it was anxious feelings I was thinking what would make you snap out of this right now and I thought I just need to tell Dan and then instantly the thought of that comforted me but I haven't been able to act on it because of paralyzing fear man fear is a bitch it's so scary and there have been a few really important conversations that I've ha had with Dan and 
like they were so so scary and it was to the point where it's like I almost didn't do it and once you do it you're like you look around and you're like oh my god I'm still alive (laughs) nothing crazy happened I actually feel really good so I've been learning I think this past year I've stared fear in the fucking face so many times and I've walked through it and I said get the hell out of the way fear I'm coming through and man it feels good on the other side um yeah uh, it just feels so good but anyways um every time so every time I would go see Jen which was pretty much consecutively every other week I would always get some form of clarity there was a few times I was thinking about canceling the night before and then I would forget or feel bad about canceling like that short notice and so I would go anyways and every single time I left there was some new insight that helped me and like I said at the beginning of this just having someone to listen to is amazing they don't know your life they only know what you tell them and then once you get comfortable with them and you start opening up then they can see who you really are and help you pick out those things that you need to work on or that you want to work on or maybe you don't even know you want to work on them and they pick them out and they're like but what about this but what about you if you think this way? And Jen was the one that um, I had that panic attack. And then I would talk about these things. And I'm very like, I can be very stoic, like my dad's a sociopath and just kind of like saying things very emotionless. And she was the one that pointed out, Lindsay, you don't feel your feelings. And that was like, I left that session being like, what? I, I, how, how do you feel feelings? Like I know how to feel happy and joyful and all the good feelings, but, and anger I'm good with, but sadness and fear and vulnerability and all those sorts of feelings, I don't know how to feel them or I didn't know how to feel them. I'm learning now, but, um, she was like, you need to feel feelings in your body, but you don't. And you just stuff them aside and after I, after she told me that, I think I started downloading all of the feelings books and like emotional intelligence books and stuff. And I remember at one point, um, I, I actually, one book suggested reading fiction because fiction is really good about describing how the character is feeling in their body. Like I got butterflies or I feel warm and fuzzy or whatever. And I don't even know how to describe that right now because it's very hard for me. Um, But I started reading fiction books and The Color of Heaven by Julianne McLean. Uh, There was 13 books or I first read A Curve in the Road and then I read her Color of Heaven series and I binged it. I read like 14 books in a month. I couldn't get enough of it. And it kind of helped me like realize that I wasn't feeling my feelings. And so I really started working on that. This is a perfect place to stop. Um this episode because I'm going to get really deep into all of the books I read in the order I read them and what my takeaways were. And that's going to be a whole episode. And that will kind of, um, that's going to be a good one. I'm so excited for these next two podcasts because the first one's going to be the books that helped me. And the second one's going to be the podcasts that have helped me. And I'm so excited to share this part of my life with you because this is where I feel like it's getting more like we're, we've, we've gone through my story and now we're getting into real time and now we're getting into tangible things that like books you can read and podcasts you can listen to. And, you know, I'm all about 
consuming all of the information I possibly can to learn more about myself. And I feel like if I talk about very openly about how therapy has changed my life to so many people and there's so many people who I think I might have pissed off too because I'm like, are you seeing a therapist? Because I feel like you need to. And um, I it sucks that it's expensive. But to be honest, like my uh, insurance, I got on a different insurance plan and I paid out of pocket for Jen and it was worth it. Like it's so it's an investment in yourself. And to be, Dan and I were talking about this the other day because a personal, like a therapist is kind of like a personal trainer in the sense of a therapist is only seeing you one hour out of the week or out of every two weeks or whatever, how often you go. And a personal trainer typically only sees you maybe three, five times a week for five hours of that week. And it's up to you to do the rest of the work. And that's what I did with Jen. I was like, anytime I've paid for something, I'm like, I'm going to get the most out of this I possibly can. And that's how I felt with Jen. Every book she suggested I read, everything she said or explained, I dove I dove deep into. And I did the work on my own. And that's where I am where I am today because I did the work. And I think a lot of times we read a book and we're like, oh man, that's so great. And then we're all fired up after we read it and then we forget about it. Like I did that. I realized that I did that with the high performance habits book. That book changed my life, but I stopped. Like I forgot about it because I was on to the next thing. And it's really about applying these principles to your life. Um, and like I've been saying, uh, in the past few episodes and on social media, um, the, your mind and your thoughts, specifically are where it all starts and that's what I figured out with the attached book is that I started realizing holy crap my thoughts are crazy sometimes and I started questioning the validity of my thoughts like if I think oh my god Dan's gonna leave me blah blah blah. it's like is that true have you asked him has he told you that and if it's not true then why are you wasting your time thinking about it And so that would be my takeaway for this podcast is therapy is so good. Invest in yourself, make it happen, invest the time, invest the money. It is totally 100% worth it. And then the other thing is start paying attention to your thoughts. You don't even have to do anything. Just start paying attention. Like when you think something, um, when you're, and pay attention to your body too, because there'd be times where when I would have these anxiety, like anxious, uh, anxious storms, I would feel like my body would tense up and I would start feeling these feelings, but I, it was mainly anger or frustration or whatever. But when you feel something in your body, just sit and pause and think, wait, why, why am I feeling this way? What is triggering this? And then go even deeper. Like, um, a limited, you know, my writing on my wall, why am I so unlovable? Why was I thinking that so much? Oh, because my dad didn't give me love. Or why do I get so crazy when someone's mad? Because that's how I was when I was a kid. I would get tense and anxious and like, why is he so mad at me? Um, you know, he, I don't know what I did wrong. He's going to yell at me. He's going to be mad. He's going to be angry, whatever. And like every single time we have a body feel, um, with an emotion, it's attached to some moment in time and some sort of 
belief that we have and we can totally change our beliefs and we can change our mind stories and it's as quick as catching and reframing it if someone's mad just assume that they're mad about something not you like we don't not everything is about us and I was so selfish the majority of my life because I would think oh they're mad at me they're mad at me well who are you to say that someone's mad at you? Like, unless they are, unless, like, I'm pretty sure you would know if they are mad at you. And I guess that can go both ways. But you, I hope you know what I'm trying to say is that just because someone's upset about something, it doesn't automatically mean that it's about you. And if you think it's about you, ask them. That's another thing that's so freaking simple. Um, you know, now I will ask Dan, like, if he's frustrated and I'm I'll ask if, you know, are you okay? And he'll say yes. And then I'll ask it again. I'll be like, are you sure? Because it seems like there's something frustrating you. And if he says no, if he says, you know, yes, he's fine again, then I'll be like, are you sure? And are you mad at me? Because I just like, I straight up ask him, like, is it something I've done? Or are you in your own head about something? And most of the time he's in his own head. And if he's not, then it gives us the opportunity to talk about it rather than dwelling on it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop this one here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy if you got through this. Thank you so much. I hope that something I've said can resonate or connect with you. If it does, please tell me, DM me. I want to know. Um, I want to know what you think about this podcast. Tell your friends. Tag me on social media. Follow me. Subscribe. Leave me a review if you want. Um, ask me questions. Like I said, I want to connect. I want to make this a community. And I want us all to be living our best lives. And that's why I'm being so open and transparent with you and just sharing everything that I've learned. And like I said, get ready because it's about to get good. It's going to get even more tangible. And I'm so excited. And you know what? I'm still learning. Like, uh, I was talking on Instagram the other day because, um, even though I'm learning so much and my life has changed, it's still hard. And there's still days and weeks that I struggle and I, I feel like I fall back, but then I pay attention and I don't get onto my, I don't get onto myself or beat myself up for falling back or not going forward as far as I thought I should. But it's all about that forward step. As long as you're taking one single step forward every single day, you're on your way to your best life ever. So I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you later. Bye.